0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm
1: Cork's Red FM Good evening folks glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening looks like a nice sunny day out there that means it's Munster Hurling Championship weather if you're on the way to Porky Cueve, we have a big preview of Cork versus Waterford, we're going to hear from Damien Cahalan, Robbie O'Flynn, selector Donal Mahoney, and boss John Miler over the next hour.
0: You know, and we need to get the Cork support behind us that was behind us in Limerick, and we need that, and uh, we, we need to see a sea of red, really, and that's what we expect, and that's what we want. The people get behind the team now, and you know they're they're kind of the 16th man, really, that can support
1: us. We'll have reaction from the minor game as well. We're going to hear from our Cork footballer Orla Flynn as well, and we're going to wrap up all today's action. A fair look ahead to tomorrow's. As well, plenty of Cork hubs in the semi final. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Corks Red FM. My name's Rory O'Hagan, joined by Ryan Grace this evening because a certain Big Red Bench team member, Ryan, decided to get married yesterday.
2: He's officially hitched the first full day as a husband. So. Fair play to uh, Ciarán,
1: uh, <laughs> marrying the absolutely wonderful Sarah yesterday, a tremendous ceremony in Killarney. We had a fantastic day. Um, we They were just Such a lovely I know it's an awful Stereotypical thing to say They were a lovely couple
2: You said he was beaming I think Beaming yeah.
1: from yeah. ear <laughs> to ear I tell you what That boy's punching Well above his weight So it's <laughs> far Far too good for him But genuinely On behalf of me And I suppose everyone else In Red FM Congratulations to Ciarán And Sarah We are absolutely delighted And we're a little bit tired today um, A <laughs> little bit sensitive um versions to bright lights and loud sounds has been hired today, but we are here for the big red bench. Um, but yeah, congratulations with a lovely day down the Brenton Hotel. And right um the the, the hotel emailed me, it was it Wednesday or something like you know they sent you this little form like, you know, are you going to be here and all that kind of crack and is there anything we can do to make her stay extra special? So I said I emailed back saying I wanted a framed photograph of Larry Tompkins lifting the Sam McGuire in nineteen ninety <laughs> didn't think anything of it until I walked into the hotel room and there was a framed picture right of like Larry Tompkins lifting the Sam Maguire however yeah. Kieran had gotten onto the hotel because I'd spoken to him like the day before about it and they had superimposed my head onto Larry <laughs> Tompkins so now on my desk in work I have courtesy of the Breton Hotel um, a framed photograph of Larry Tompkins lifting the Sam Maguire in 1990 but with my head superimposed on it. Well,
2: that, if that's not uh, first-class service right there. <laughs>
1: what, uh, what a day that was. I yeah. started laughing as soon as I saw it and I haven't stopped <laughs> since. All right, uh, plenty to get through on the show today. Plenty of sport happening today as well, Ryan.
2: Absolutely, yeah, plenty happening today. Indeed, across the whole weekend, plenty of action, but there's only one place to start, of course. That's Gaelic Games as Cork return to Munster Hurling Championship action this evening. Now, the Rebels host Waterford in Parky Cueve throw in just under an hour from now at 7 o'clock. Alan Cadogan I believe is in for the injured Conor Lahan. it'll be Cadigan's first championship start for the Rebels since 2017 now Waterford can't actually advance from the group stages after losing their first three games yeah and Cork are big big favourites for this game um,
1: so it should be a comfortable enough Cork win people sent me 6-7 maybe 8 points tonight take nothing for granted it's always a tough game against Waterford cliche 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 <laughs> but I'm um, hoping for a good game of hurling hoping for a Cork win but I reckon Cork uh, comfortably enough tonight
2: absolutely fingers crossed now the minor class actually started at 5 o'clock. I believe you've got the latest Yeah, error. Cork
1: are uh, in a good position. Uh, Sixty minutes gone in the second half. Uh, Cork leading 17 points to 1-9. Dara Flynn uh, with a uh, free there for Cork to extend their lead. So um, yeah, looking good for Cork. Uh, Mark Dinan's down in Parky Quay for us this evening. Going to have reaction um, from that
2: game coming up in the big red bench in a little bit. Good stuff. Hopefully the seniors will carry on that good, Fingers crossed. good fortune. And also today in the Leinster Hurling Championship, we got Wexford. They host Carlo at 7 o'clock clock. Now in the Ulster Football Championship, Tyrone and Donegal they're going head to head. Latest score from Breffney Park is Tyrone one nine, leading Donegal by one five at half past half time. Should I say the winners will face Cavan or Armagh in the final. Offline and Leitrim are both into round two of the All Ireland Football Qualifiers. Bernard Allen having a good day there. He scored eleven points as the Midlanders defeated London by one twenty one to one eleven in Tullamore. While Leitrim saw off Wicklow fifteen points to thirteen at Carrick on Shannon. Now, the action has just gotten underway, meanwhile, between Wexford and Derry at 7pm. Loud take on Antrim in Drogheda. Now to Cork, under 20 footballers, they lost out to Galway in the John Cairns Cup this afternoon. That finished up Galway 1-11, Cork 12 points is how it finished there this afternoon. Now football last night, Republic Ireland, they actually managed to maintain their unbeaten start to Euro 2020 qualifying. Um, very impressive against a very good Denmark side. Uh, Shane Duffy's 85th minute header secured a one-all draw for the group D leaders at Denmark last night. Um, Manager Mick McCarthy is pleased by how his side played.
3: I don't think we could have asked for much more out of the game, to be quite honest with you. They you know, playing a good side, they had, had some good chances, we made saves, blocks, they missed a couple. Man, we had we had some chances as well, I thought. so. Uh, and
1: we were still going at 94 minutes and trying to get a winner, so I was delighted with the performance. Didn't actually manage to see any of the game, the performance was good though.
2: Yeah, yeah, solid performance, solid performance. It was a, it was a tight first half, to yeah. be honest. It could, anything could have happened, really. Um, yeah, yeah, very, very close. I remember. Yes, I think Mick McCarthy said yesterday he'd take a draw going in. Yeah, this, I think everyone is, would have. I suppose. Yeah, it's a great
1: result. One thing solid, that it's it's, uh, it's greatly amused me in the build up is how much Denmark seem to hate Ireland. Oh yeah,
2: but it's, I, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> but I think we're just sick of one another, Rory. Is this? the I think is this it's the just the hundred fourth
1: time we've played them in the last two years? I yeah. think it might have been. Yeah,
2: <laughs> 104th, yeah I think it's the 5th in about 18 months now and I think it's just like when you're stuck on a desert island with someone <laughs> sick of no side matter side who side. it is you're you're going to get sick of the sight of them eventually but <laughs> a uh, uh, decent performance yeah absolutely Alan Judge unfortunately is going to miss Monday's game against Gibraltar at the Aviva Stadium now he actually set up Duffy's header but the Ipswich midfielder suffered a broken wrist so he had to have surgery right after the game finished in Group C Northern Ireland are a goal down away to Estonia in Group E Cro- Croatia defeated Wales 2 goals to one. There's plenty of Women's World Cup action today. France had an impressive start against Korea last night, beating them 4-0, but Germany uh, opened with a win, beating China there this afternoon, one goal to nil. Um, Spain, faced Spain faced South Africa at 5 o'clock. Yeah, South, uh, South Africa goal up there into the
1: second half. Second half's just kicked off there, actually.
2: Alright, okay, and then then finishing off today's the action there at 8 o'clock this evening, we'll have Norway versus Nigeria. It's bottom against top in the SSE Electricity League Premier Division this evening, Dundalk. They've got a three point advantage at the summit, and they make the trip to Finn Harps for an 8 pm kickoff there. Second place Shamrock Rovers, they host Derry City at 7, while there's a quarter to 8 start for the meeting of Sligo and St. Pat's at the showgrounds in the SSE or Tricity League First Division Cove Ramblers are also in action they go to Cabin for a 7pm start now locally the O'Connell Cup semi-final took place this afternoon Avondale United have beaten Rockmount United by two goals to nil goals there from Jake O'Callaghan and Jamie Murphy Avondale will now face UCC next week's final moving along now to rugby in the Irish under 20s they suffered a heavy 45 to 17 defeat in their second pool match at the Rugby World Championship Noel McNamara's side finished up with with 14 men after Ryan Baird was sent off after 20 minutes for a high tackle. Yeah I saw this
1: earlier on today if he um, it's disappointing um, maybe looked a little bit harsh but Ireland were like fantastic with forty men they just ran out of steam oh, yeah. uh, they took the lead they went 17-10 up and everything they were absolutely brilliant they just ran out of steam and Australia I suppose just like put on the afterburners and just
2: got over the line in the end. Yeah I suppose 20 minutes in is a bit early like yeah, it's a lot of time years. to be playing with 14 but However, now uh, actually a pretty historic day in the Roland Garros, history made in Paris today as Australian 8 seed Ashley Barty has beaten Czech teenager Marceta Vondrasova in the women's French Open final. It's her very first Grand Slam title. She beat um the number 4 Vondrasova in straight sets, 6-1, 6-3. The men's final will be a repeat of last year as Dominic Thiem faces the current champion and the clay genius that is Rafa Nadal, so that'll be taking place tomorrow. Yeah, he's gone for two. Twelve for jump tiles—it's sensational. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. He just—he just knows how to play on the clay. He just loves it, though. Do you know? Um, you'd like to see a close game now I'd love to see Theme kind of give him a game tomorrow but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but <laughs> when exactly nobody's man yeah, yeah now Team he did be, he bet world number one Novak Djokovic in a five set encounter that took place over two days because of the rain that they're suffering in Paris at the minute so um, fair play to him that finished 6-2 6-3 7-5 7-5 7-5 so a lot of tennis there the final score on the centre court at Roland Garris this afternoon now in golf the Irish trio of Roy McElroy Gray McDowell and Shane Lowry they're all in contention at the halfway point of golf's RBC Canadian Open McDowell and Lowry both go into the afternoon's third round from eight under par with McElroy a shot further back a top ten finish for McDowell this weekend would seal his place at the Open now Lowry tees off just in over ten minutes from now at twenty past six McDowell's at half past six while Rory is just after teeing off now at ten past six Scott Brown and Matt Kuchar hold a one shot lead over the field they're both at 12 under par and finally then a quick mention for Ireland's women's hockey team they've opened with a victory at the FIH series in Banbridge Bethany Barr and Katie Mullen scored the goals for last year's beaten World Cup finalists in a 2-0 win over Malaysia Cheers Ryan Um, Cork now 6 points up in
1: Waterford in the minor game Cork 18 points Waterford 1-9 One of the big stories this week Ryan was um, Shane Ross the yes. big, he, he made national headlines for his fantastic appearance at Dublin Airport yeah he did where, where he really he, went toe to toe with Casey <laughs> yeah he was crowned <laughs> undisputed champion of the world um, it was fantastic reception for him um, someone called Katie Taylor got in the photographs Yeah, I don't her know her.
2: who that is I'm probably just a massive fan like myself of Shane <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, fair play to Shane I mean, he's been working t- f- towards this for years um, so fair play. Shane,
1: yeah, taking all the headlines <laughs> when Katie Taylor came back in Dublin Airport. were all over five belts um, Katie was asked about Shane This is what she had to say
3: It's a lot of reaction to Shane Ross being there uh, Did you have much of a relationship with him before? Had you met him
4: before? Um, I don't think so. I think I, I might have met him maybe during the Rio Olympics but um, mm. yeah that's that's the first time I I kind of had any real conversation with him yeah. uh, but it's great to see those <laughs> he was there in all the photos and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was it, funny
3: I, I said it to you the other night it's probably an unfair comparison but like it winning the Undisputed Lightweight title must be up there with the gold medal you won in London, would you say that's, they're comparable?
4: Yeah, definitely, I think uh, this is the absolute pinnacle of the sport we really, need to, to be Undisputed a champion and um, I definitely surpass uh, I think it, it surpassed um, what I achieved as an amateur which is absolutely incredible um, I, I'm so happy now that the, the London Olympi- Olympics isn't my greatest achievement anymore I, I am going from strength to strength and uh, the best thing about it is that the, the best is yet to come as well. I still haven't reached my best and I still haven't shown my best and there's so many uh, more big fights out there for me.
1: Yeah, fantastic achievement. I think Delphine Persoon has officially lodged a complaint against the result last week which is just poor sportsmanship. It was a very, very close fight. She came out the wrong side of it. Um I'm not, think, I'm not sure what an appeal is going to do. My favourite part of that, Kelly Taylor threw some severe shade on Shane Ross there but my favourite part was when she was asked did she know Shane Ross and she went
4: um...
2: That kind of sums it all up. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he sh- he's going to be invited around for tea too often now. And break it was <laughs> a bit much, though. Like, even like his footwork was incredible. The way he
1: manoeuvred himself to make sure he was in every shot and every angle. It was uncomfortable. And even know, when like, like she was interviewed like on video like afterwards, like there's a bit of a media scrum, and Shane Ross was standing behind her, like you'd see um, in a post-match interview in the Sunday game, where on the pitch and one of the fans is mm-hmm. just standing there looking. straight in the camera behind <laughs> whoever's
2: being interviewed and yeah, that's what yeah, he looked like yeah. oh he took full advantage he took full advantage yeah. exactly it's
1: kind of impressive in a moment but let Katie have her moment this is her moment she's coming back with five belts and you've got
2: Shane Ross standing there going she hello. she should have walked out on her own even if he was there he should have ushered her out let her have a couple of minutes get some photos Correct. and then walk out you know there was no no, no issue doing that at all no. I, fe- I think that's not our Shane's style that's a all
1: <laughs> alright um, almost full time in the minor hurling championship game uh, Cork had three points up now uh, Waterford um pulling it back a bit so it's points 1 for one twelve five 5 minutes to be added on there so we'll get you um, the full time result after we hear from Damien Cahalan looking ahead to the seniors game tonight I'd imagine coming back to training after the Limerick was a little bit easier than the week before
3: yeah definitely I suppose um, we knew after the Tipperary game that we were going to have to improve a lot um, you know across the board in terms of our, our, our technical tactical and uh, and physical approach to the game and I think the lads to be fair now brought that against Limerick um, so we're under no illusions I suppose going into the next few games that that's the bar we set and, and and we can't go below that.
1: Was that tip game a bit of a wake up call? I
3: was I suppose it was it was going to be tough coming into your first game and I suppose not really knowing what to expect with Tipperary um, in comparison to other years I suppose uh we we, we weren't at, at our A game that day to be fair. They probably they were up there um getting to their you know ten performance I suppose. And um you know, uh, we knew we had a lot to learn from it, and we'd be hoping anyway that uh, after the Limerick game, that uh, we right, righted a few of the wrongs from that week.
1: So, what was said, to you afterwards I spoke to Don he said it was kind of the players led the kind of like you know we have to improve here kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I suppose. Look, we 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 looked at the Tipperary game, and I suppose number one we looked at was probably our work rate and our. Um, our physical effort I suppose and um, just I suppose that's the one thing that you can guarantee, you can't guarantee that, uh, that you're going to go out and, and technically or tactically play well, uh, you can try and set up right and, and everything else but uh, all you can guarantee is that you go out and you work hard, mm. so I suppose that was the one thing that we looked at and we said look um, this is the one thing that we can guarantee as a group and we went after it
1: yeah, it was a fantastic performance. You earned rave reviews for it, but you always knew you had it in the bank, I suppose.
3: Yeah, I suppose. Look, you know, you have to be you have to be confident in your own ability at all times. Um, and as I said, then, you know, if you if you bring your your work rate and your intensity, that's all you can look after, really. Um, so knowing that we had that ability, um, you know, that's a great confidence boost mm. for fellas, knowing that they have that in the locker. Um, but then going out and 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 doing it is another thing, I suppose. Um, Um, So you look... Obviously, after the Limerick game, a bit ha- you know we were a bit happier than the week before, I suppose. But um, we're under no illusions that um, we're still not qualified. We're still we still have a huge body of work to do ahead of us. Um, so you know we're looking forward to the next few weeks. For Alan Cadigan to step into that environment after 21 months off says an awful lot about his character. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Alan's a, a guy he always brings a real a real focus and a real intensity to training. Um, whether he whether that be his rehab or or, or action training you know so um, there was no fear going into the game that he was going to be prepared to come in and into the heat of battle there and he was going to be prepared to to give a 10 performance you know um, so uh, fair play to him he was asked to come in and do a job for the team and he did it
1: Given the performance you put in after Limerick and the buzzing nature I suppose afterwards are you frustrated that the next game was three weeks later or would you prefer to be milked the week after
3: um, I suppose we saw last year um Three weeks in a row can be can be quite tough, so I think players are are maybe you know two weeks on and a couple of weeks and then two weeks on again. you know it probably suits fellas a bit better maybe with with that uh, couple of weeks' recovery or whatever of course there 's that element of um, a, a bit of a, a knock-on effect of having a good performance and going out the week afterwards, but obviously after the Limerick game and the nature of it and and the physical exertion of fellas, you know, it was um, it was going to be tough ass to go out the week afterwards, so I think fellas are maybe happy with a bit of a break.
1: What are you expecting from Waterford now? I know they've got two defeats, but they'll certainly be coming the to Parky Quay, all guns blazing I'd imagine. Absolutely,
3: you know, we're, um, we're expecting a, a big one out of Waterford because even last year I suppose when they were coming into a last game and and um people were saying that they had nothing to play for in the last game, they still almost caught us, you know, and it took a a good finish from us to to get through it and get a result and qualify out of Munster, you know. So um I suppose we're we're under no illusions of what's coming down to the 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 track to us. Waterford are always up for a game against Cork and they have some fantastic quality in their squad so we're gonna to have to bring our A game the next day if we want to if we want to ensure any, any chance of getting a good performance. And how big is home advantage for this game? Uh, you know, I suppose home advantage is great like in the Cork support and the Cork public have been fantastic um, towards us the last few years so you know it's it's, it's great to, to be going out in front of your home crowd and trying to trying to show off uh, in a game what you've been practicing and training um, it's not going to guarantee us anything and Waterford will be coming and, and expecting to be able to, to, to give a bit of a shock you know um, the next day so look we'll be uh, we'll be looking forward to it we'll prepare our best between now and then and um, you know, we'll be hoping that we can get a result. There's a lot of talk about the Parky-Cueve pitch. No complaints after the Tipperary game? Absolutely not. Um, no, it's been fantastic and similar to last year. Maybe um, people were asking questions after the league. Last year and this year it's been in Super Nick for, for Championship so um,
1: absolutely no complaints. And to have a packed house in Parky-Cueve you know, Parky on that Saturday night will be a huge help for you as well?
3: Exactly. Great buzz around the place and it, bring, it brings a great buzz to the, to the city and everything else but um, there's no point in there being a good buzz around the place. Place and, and and getting a good crowd down to support us if we don't uh, if we don't put in a good performance, so we'll be looking to go out and uh, you know work as hard as we did in the Limerick game. Hopefully, then everything else will kind of fall into place after that.
1: There's Tim they're speaking to me uh, a couple of weeks back now, actually, um, ahead of tonight's game, which gets underway at 7 p.m. The minor game has just finished; it's finished in victory for Cork as well. Cork nineteen points, Waterford one thirteen. We we'll get the reaction from the Cork camp in a little bit. We'll talk to Mark about just before we wrap up at 7 o'clock as well going to hear now from our Corks Robbie O'Flynn i imagine there's been a kind of an extra buzz around training following that win over Limerick
5: yeah definitely um, everyone is going to there's been a good mood in the camp because um first of all we we um kind of assessed what happened against Tipperary and we knew we had to drive on. And the performance against uh Limerick uh, allowed us to come come to training like in a good 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 manner. And um it's just uh, essentially essential now not to kinda drop that drop that bar and just keep on driving on from there. What was said in the dressing room after that Tipperary defeat? field minute was it a bit of a wake up call for you? Uh yeah it was, um because we 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 were a bit I don't know. A bit confused, maybe, when we came in, because um, we we felt that we were in the right mindset, and um, we we felt we had the training done and everything done, and uh, just didn't happen on the day. But we we righted the wrongs and uh, we came back and we proved ourselves against Limerick again. Yeah, and like the performance. And I'm not sure how many people saw it coming. You surprised a lot of people with that performance, I think. Yeah, again, uh, we uh, we kind of know that we have the skill level and the fitness level and the hurling to kind of match any side. So. Um, once we get our kinda of heads right and put in the right place we we believe you can beat anyone
1: Conor Lee Hammond off injured early on I think everyone's like oh here we go but then Alan Cadogan comes
5: on turns in an incredible performance considering he was out for 21 months that was something else Exactly yeah and uh, that's what John has kind of been pushing all all year he wants that impact off the bench from anybody from the 5-6 players that are asked so that allows the players that are on the pitch to just uh, gas themselves out for whatever 60-70 minutes and even day and all in that person that, whoever's coming off the bench can fulfil their roles And you've earned rave reviews for that performance against
1: Limerick but I imagine it's just a case of that's it that's over with now and keeping your feet on the ground heading into the Waterford game
5: Uh, yeah you have to just keep level headed really like you can't get you can't go too down or you can't go too high you just keep the keep the kind of same head the whole way through but um Yeah, Waterford's going to be a big challenge uh, next Sunday because we know they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us and the worst thing we could believe now is that they believe that they're out of championship and they're not. So um, we just have to focus on that. Is it frustrating that there's been a three-week gap? do um, you prefer to be out no, straight away after the Limerick game yeah like if every player like all he wants to do is just be constantly playing matches every week but you know it's not possible in terms of training and recovery and all that so um, the three break three week break is it's, it's needed for, for some for some people to kind of recover and get their minds back in set and ready for the
1: next day and as you say Waterford a very dangerous opposition No, no, they've lost twice but it's never an easy game against them I know that's a cliche but it's kind of true as well yeah
5: oh, it's very true they're defensively they're very they're very set, and um, we've 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 struggled against Walter for the last few years. They're they're a great great side, so um, yeah, we can't underestimate them at all.
1: How much of an advantage is it being played in Parky Cleave next week?
5: Um, huge advantage, home it's our home venue. Like it's our we'll have our crowd supporting Cork's unbelievable for hurling, and um, it's a, an absolute honour to play there every time we play there, and uh, everyone will be excited to get out there.
1: Now, have you noticed the buzz around the place now? Following that Limerick, when people come saying, "Oh, that was great." That's
5: do you know I'm not the Christ? yeah yeah you guess you get a lot of people um, coming up and saying it's a savage win and it's it's great to hear that it gives you a, it gives you a little boost but um it's again not to get too high not to get too low.
1: That's uh, Robbie O'Flynn in conversation with me last week um, ahead of the uh, clash with Waterford tonight which gets underway in just about 35 minutes time What's going to be a very very busy uh, Porky Cueve indeed both stands uh, selling out to terraces tickets were still available today but looks like it's going to be a crowd of over 30,000 at Porky Cueve tonight which is fantastic and uh, hopefully we'll be discussing um, a Cork win on tomorrow's show. Going to hear now from my boss John Myler.
0: It was great to have Ellen Caddy back in and competitive and and uh, up and at it, you know, so it'll be great to have the two of them and fantastic to have Cadigan back playing. And for him to be out for 21 months and come in and put a performance like that was something else? Yeah, but I think he's, he's that type of a player. He's dynamic, uh, he's energetic and he brings a lot to the table and it was great to see him back. You know the, we, we, we rushed him back probably in the league game here against Tipperary and possibly shouldn't have. We should have introduced him and you know that was the idea against Limerick just to get him in. You know, 15, 20 minutes impact sub in the end but look, he came on after 10 minutes and done a really wonderful job.
1: It gives you options going forward then as well?
0: Well, yeah, competition and that's, for yeah, that's and competition for play is It's options, but you must have now you must have five subs and possibly a blood sub, so you're using 2021 20, players. So, those five six players that come in off the bench have to make an impact, have to no. put in an input, and, and that's what you're really looking for. So, if you look at uh, Stephen MacDonald came on for Sean O'Donnell, who did really well, Christopher Joyce came in for Downey, and uh, Declan Dalton and Shane Kingston came into the forwards, really made a contribution. Dalton with his two points, you know, at that stage of the game, like two critical points, and you know, a the copper fastened us really. The reaction to that Limerick win has been something else around Cork, hasn't it? Ah, yeah, but, but it's only one match and uh, you know from the, from the low of Tipperary to the high of Limerick you know there, we have to get a consistency in our level of performance and you know we need to be consistent the next day. We need to maintain our level of performance which we gave against Limerick and take that into the Waterford game and that's what we're focusing on and that's what we need to do. What was the biggest change from the Limerick game from the Tipperary game? Oh, Look, it was, it was work rate. Everybody can see that. Work rate and attitude was up 100% and the players deserve great credit for that and the management team and, you know that, that, that we honed in on that and looked at that so we need to get that up and ready and going again now for the uh, Waterford match so That game was a massive wake up call to the lads in, the Yeah and, and um, you know everybody both the players and management were disappointed uh, with, with our performance on that and you know what I mean then to go to Limerick then and, and play that game and really put in a performance. Really put in a shift was 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 super.
1: Three week gap now since the last game too, the game against Waterford. How have you approached the gap? you given the last time off, yeah? Well, you look, we 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 gave him a few days
0: off and, and a rest and recovery and then get back and you know pick it up again and just slowly build it up and you know that, uh, to pick things up now for Waterford on, on Saturday and that's that's the next big stage and you know it's going to be a competitive match in parky Cave and, and we know that
1: it Was it was a frustrating place. after the Limerick performance in didn't have a game straight away to get right back into it? No I, I, I think it was I think it was good
0: to take the two games to take the two the Tipperary and the Limerick games in context and, and really evaluate and find out the positives out of that and you know, we got a lot of positives out of it and you know um, we introduced a few new players like Downey coming in against Limerick played really well and you know Dalton, Shane Kingston coming off the bench really had, and great to have Alan Cadigan back again so you know they're, 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 there's there's a stronger panel there now again What well, expect them from Waterford now Saturday week? Hugely competitive uh, highly intense match you know they'll have the benefit of, of playing Limerick uh, before they play us so you know they are, you, you get an opportunity to iron out any issues any problems and that and they'll come bouncing to Parky Cave I know that and how big a factor is home advantage for that game huge you know and we need to get the Cork support behind us that was behind us in Limerick and we need that and uh, we, we need to see a sea of red really and that's what we expect and that's what we want that people get behind the team now and you know they're they're kind of the 16th man really that can support us
1: Yes, yeah, John Myler there in conversation with myself ahead of tonight's game. Uh, just about a half an hour now to go to throw in. if you're on the way to the park, if you're there already listening to us online on redfm.ie, uh, send us your score prediction. How do you think it's going to go tonight 0868104106 0868104106, or you can uh, send us a uh, WhatsApp on that number as well, or you can tweet us at big red bench when we come back we're going to hear from uh, Orlefin uh, going to talk to, uh, about today's failure action as well Colin Duffy's going to wrap that up for us going to have reaction from the minor game and we're going to go down to Mark Dynan for a preview in a Parqueague
0: Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Corks Red
1: FM Glad you could join us on the big red bench. The latest from the Ulster Senior Championship. It's uh, Donegal 114, Tyrone 12 points with 30 minutes gone in the second half. If you missed it, the Court Miners have beaten Waterford. Good result for the Rebels, 19 points to 113. Was how that finished with we'll every action coming up uh, shortly. And uh, at the Women's World Cup, uh, Spain have equalised against South Africa, so they're level at a goal apiece after 17 minutes. And in the Euro qualifiers, Northern Ireland still trailing Estonia a goal to nil with 72 minutes on the clock there alright we are going to talk ladies football on Cork's Orla Finn was on hand to help launch the Avamore milk blueberry pro- protein milk at Croke Park earlier on in the week Gushing Langan caught up with the Cancel Club on
6: Orla Finn Cork footballer um, we're here in Croke Park for the launch of Avonmore's blueberry protein milk I'm sure this is a venue you will want to get back to later in the year do you already think of this or think of that at this time of year do you allow yourself to dream or do you just try and do the cliche thing of one game at a time
7: yeah definitely it would be lovely to be back here again um, in September but I suppose we have a long season ahead of us yet you know take every game as it comes we're in the Munster final now in two weeks time so we'll focus on that first um, and see how that goes and you know just yeah kind of take one, one game as, at a time and try and build on your performance in each game I suppose we played the the league final and it was, so we had only three weeks off then before we were into Munster Championship and you know you're playing a lot more games this way, you were put into group stages then based on how you get on in, in your provincial championship so we have two games in the group stages then before you go on to quarter finals so we're, we're a lot more exposure to games which is I think as a player I prefer it that way you know it's games that you want to be playing so I think that it's a good structure.
6: And is it a strange one to balance for a player in a squad? Because you want to start with good momentum and continue from there, but at the same time, you don't want to peak too soon. That's what I'm kind of trying to say.
7: Yeah, I suppose, you know, if you win your provincial championship, you won't be playing any other winners of other provincial championships, which which hopefully, you know, would be a nice way forward for us, um, just to avoid those teams. Um, But no... um, I think it's a a great structure and you know the more games you're playing you build confidence you know if you do well in your your provincial championship you have more confidence as a team going forward which will stand to you you know in the knockout stages of the championship
6: and looking at the championship is there an extra motivation coming into this season because you're not the All-Ireland champions or does that make any difference
7: yeah I suppose the last two years now we lost the semi-final two years ago and lost the final last year so we are getting that bit closer but yeah you know having won an All-Ireland before it's, it's great Um, I know the feeling of it and I'd love to experience that feeling again so that is is a huge motivator really try and get back there back to winning ways Um, so hopefully now this year we'll work hard and that's where ultimately you want to be in mid-September you want to be back here in Croke Park
6: And given Cork's dominance of ladies football over the last uh, 10 or so years the fact that you've gone two years without an All-Ireland does that count as a famine? Does that play any factor in your Preparations? Are you a bit nervous about it? Are you a bit tense about it? How do you feel about it?
7: Yeah, I suppose for me, I had—I was lucky to come on the panel when I did. You know, we won six All-Irelands in a row, and then losing to Mayo in the semi-final two years ago was a big—it was a massive loss. Um, so knowing the feeling of winning an All-Ireland is kind of the carrot for for me to get back there again, and hopefully now this year, you know, if we prepare right, you know. The the championship is very tough, you know, there's a lot of very experienced and great teams, you know, and it is going to be a tough one, but hopefully I'd like to see us back kind of in, you know, quarterfinals, semifinal, final final stages this year again.
6: But how important is it to look forward and to not look back? Because I remember a couple of years ago... uh, I'm not sure whether it was Eamon or Efi said it, but he said that this bunch of players never talk about what they've won. They only talk about what they want to win and what they want to do next.
7: Yeah, I suppose a lot of people have said to me, you've won six All-Irelands, why do you want any more? But I think the more you win, the more you want to drive forward again. But I suppose you can't be thinking back at the ones you won. You have to look forward to what you can do this year and just trying to get another one Um Sure, and that's what we we will be focusing on this year trying to get back but as i said we'll be taking each game as it comes because you never know what, what could potentially happen in in any game and you can't be too complacent saying we definitely will be here in in september because the competition is is massive um, there's some great other the other teams are absolutely fantastic and everyone's driving and trying to get to Crow Park in mid september
6: and the next game is the monster final how important is that to this core
7: team? Um, it's very important that we put in a good performance. Um, I don't think we've won back-to-back Munsters in a number of years, which having getting to, getting to winning All-Irelands and getting to All-Ireland semifinals, it's hard to believe that we haven't won back-to-back Munsters. Um, so that's one thing that we're trying to focus on this year. Um, and just put in a good team performance. I think this year, I know we've, we've played well in the league. You know, each game that we're playing, we're putting in a better team performance, but it's trying to that's what we're mainly focusing on this year, is ourselves and trying to better ourselves.
6: Is it a bit strange, you're essentially playing the same team that you've already played?
7: It is, yeah. And I suppose we had a good win over them two weeks ago. But as I say, we can't be complacent going into it. A beat us in Munster Championship two years ago. They have some fantastic players, you know. Um, so it's we. It is important that we we put down a marker and try and just perform on the day.
5: I
6: appreciate that when you're a player, you just want to concentrate on playing. But you're probably aware of the heightened profile of ladies' football now. Is that something that you're really proud of? Because you've been part of that generation to to earn that profile.
7: Yeah, it's been fantastic. You know, um, ladies' football has come on in leaps and bounds since even 2011, when I was when I started playing uh, senior football. Even you know, it's it gets great coverage everywhere in the media, it's becoming massive, you know, um, and I think that the development of the games down to a lot of the sponsorship deals and stuff that that have been given to ladies football as well. It's even shown like last year in the All-Ireland final, there was, was it 52,000 or something Mm, at the game, you know, and it's only going, it's going to be growing year on year. So it's great for us as players and it's great to see the sport growing, um, growing that much.
1: Yeah, it's Orla Finn speaking at the launch of the Avmore Milk, blueberry protein milk at Crud Park earlier on in the week, she was in conversation there with Oisín Langan getting you up to date on the Ulster Senior Football Championship it's uh, Donegal leading one fifteen to 13 points into time added on there now it's been a busy weekend of action so far at the 2019 John West All ireland Hurling and Camogie Fela and a good one too for a lot of core clubs who are into the semi-finals tomorrow Colin Duffy joins us to look ahead to the action
8: well, Rory, out of the 67 hurling teams and 44 camogie clubs involved in the 2019 John West, All Ireland under 14 Ale in Cork and Kerry this weekend, there's still plenty of rebel involvement as we head into the final day tomorrow with the semi-finals and finals taking place. And it's been a hectic schedule so far. We've got most of tomorrow's semi-final pairings now to hand. Firstly, to hurling in Division 1 of the Shield, where Aaron Own will face Sarsfields. That's in Tokyo at 12. In Division 2 Shield, Inish Carr against Yall and Bride Rovers are against Ballygalget of Down, that's at 12 in Bishopstown. In Division 3 of the Shield, Blackrock take on St James' at 12 in Colleague. while at the same venue and time it's the all-court clash of Watergrass Hill and Cove. In Division 4 of the Shield Hurling, White Church will face All Saints from Balymina in Antrim. Charleville will face St Brendan's both of those games are in Mallow at At 1 o'clock. In Division 5 of the Shield, then, Iban Gales are against Swatra in Clonakilty at 12. In Division 6 of the Shield, Bally Giblin are against Lee Mellows of Galway, also at 12 in Ovens. Division 7 of the Shield, Carrick facing Tralee Parnells. Canturk taking on Doorless Oak. Both of those games are in Cochford at 12. While in Division 8 of the Shield competition, Ahan Gales, they're going to be facing Leashside, Raheen Parish Gales. And that's in Bally Anly at twelve. While in Division Ten of the Shield, it's St Dominic's of Cork against St Dominic's of Roscommon. An interesting clash: the two St Dominics facing off in Kilavullen, and that's tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Of course, all of those games I mentioned there, most of them are at twelve o'clock, and uh, the. All of them, in fact. They're all Shield semi-finals. We're still waiting at the Cup uh, semi-final pairings to be confirmed. Um, There were a couple of late games, uh, throw-ins, and that this afternoon. So the semi-final pairings in the Cup competitions proper have yet to be confirmed in a lot of cases. Turning to Komogi in uh, Division 1 these games are also Shield uh, semi-finals Irons Aeroge, I should say are into the semi-finals and their semi-final will be in the Cork Mogey grounds at 12 we're just still waiting to see who they will face in that last four encounter town, well they're going to be up against Kildare side Nace of course Nace Hurlers were also in action this weekend and St Finbars are up against St Mullins of Carlow and those are the Division 2 Shield Camogie semi-finals and they'll take place at 12 in Napiercig tomorrow. In Komogi's Division 3, also Shield semi-finals to talk about here, where Cove will face Kilmally or ballin Colleague. That one will be at 12 o'clock, and then St Ibers will take on Tracton. That's at 1pm, and both of those games will take place in Carrigaline. Uh, then in Division 4 of Komogi in the Shield, uh, plenty of Cork interest here also. Bishopstown are facing Greenlock, uh, St Oliver Plunkett's of Greenlock in Derry, and Killy or Inish Cara will take on Del Salle of Waterford. Uh, Carrick Two holds the venue for both of those games, and they both have 12 o'clock throw-ins. As I mentioned, there will be more Cork sides involved in semi-finals tomorrow. Of course, uh, we're just awaiting confirmation of a lot of those Cup semi-final pairings. As I said, the full set of pairings have yet to be confirmed, uh, but those fixtures will go up this evening on uh, the GA website, ga.ie forward slash dash na dash nail forward slash fixtures and uh, you'll be able to get both the Hurling and Camogie uh, Cup quarter semi-final pairings I should say across all of the various divisions of course it's a mammoth weekend Uh, lots of clubs still involved lots of clubs involved uh, right over the weekend Uh, for the Cork sides of course 67 Hurling teams as I said 44 Camogie, and all of those hosted uh, team as well visiting Cork for this weekend so it's been a tremendous weekend so far we hope it continues tomorrow Uh, all venues who have semi-finals tomorrow will also see finals immediately following so there will be the two semi-finals in the various grade of competition and then followed by the final either at two or three o'clock as i said we'll be back uh, tomorrow with a roundup of all the finals action a big day across mainly Cork but also Kerry hosting some of the games also Colleen Duffy for Red FM Sport
1: thank you very much indeed for that Colleen alright it has finished the Ulster Senior Football Championship Donegal 116 Tyrone 15 points is how that finished in the Euro qualifiers Northern Ireland have turned it around they now lead Stony by two goals to one Josh McGuinness with a three or two goals in the space of three minutes sees Northern Ireland chewing up 84 minutes gone on the clock there at the Women's World Cup Spain and South Africa still level at a goal apiece 82 minutes on the clock there alright Cork and what if we getting underway the we have 15 minutes of time on a chance to speak to Cork selector Donald O'Mahony yeah,
9: there's common sense like, there's no doubt that going back to training after a performance against Limerick makes them an awful lot easier <laughs> a <of> <laughs> easier than the
1: week before anyway yeah. what was said after that defeat to but must have been a massive wake up call I suppose but
9: was but you know, the good thing about it was that we didn't have to say much it was the players who were driving the agenda uh, and we just went back to our basic principles and like we held our nerves, you know, I suppose like, in any journey there's going to be ups and downs and we did 't the week before but we didn't control the ties over the plan either we just took the learnings from it and um, we challenged them uh, we were saying like the, the narrative around what we were talking to them was like that the the difference between the good teams and the great teams are that the great teams perform when it's needed the most. When you're going to All Ireland champions in their back door, mm-hmm. in the backyard, you need to perform, and that was, was most gratifying for us when the pressure was really on that the lads delivered.
1: Is that the biggest change, kind of attitude, desire, kind of thing,
9: from the two games? Absolutely, because I've sent the lads there. Um, we, the way we work, is like that. Our forwards dictate how we defend, and we thought the work from the forwards, particularly against Limerick, uh, set the platform for a, a lot better performance.
1: It was a three-week out there from that Limerick came to the Waterford game would you prefer the game straight afterwards considering how impressive the game against Limerick was
9: Sport, like in the sense that if you win the first game, you've momentum. We lost it, uh, but like we didn't have to wallow in it for a few weeks. It was a case of getting back on the horse and we recovered better on Monday night because we had different tests the following week. But the two or three weeks that we've off now was probably good because like after two hard physical games like we had, you pick up a few knocks, and niggles, and injuries, so it gives us a chance to get those right before we play one for two weeks.
1: Now how do you approach training then? Is it kind of like an easy week, the full week following Limerick, then build it back up again? Yeah, absolutely,
9: the first week back is kind of just taking it easy because two hard weeks in a row. Uh, but the hard week is this week then. Do a lot of hard work this week and then wind down again before the Waterford game, but trying to get the balance But I suppose this year is a small bit easier than Lasher in the sense that everything was new to us last year, whereas at least this year we've some experience of what it was like last year. So we're mm. basing our training around yeah. learnings that we have from last year.
1: The schedule doesn't seem to be as hectic this year as well.
9: I think we were learning the team, but uh, I think the administration learned as well. Giving everybody a week off this week is beneficial because uh, when you look at the professional setups there, like Munster, the premiership soccer teams, you need to break your can't go three Sundays in a row, especially in a physically contacting sport like hurling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the week after this, we're getting everybody benefited from that I'm
1: expecting from Juan now? they'll disappointed with their two defeats so that are obviously coming to Parky Equivre all guns blazing at imagine I suppose no more so than ourselves. Everybody's right
9: now. So after the first game against Sippin' but in the space of the week we've be doing a really good performance. You'd expect the same from Waterford. They're a proud hurling county. Uh, they're not happy where they're at. They have a kick left in them. Uh, we we're in a similar situation. Last year we were playing really good hurling. year we went up the Turtles Everybody expected to beat them well, and it took everything we had to get over them. Um, so it's no surprise before the championship started everybody knew that anybody could beat anybody in the given day. Mm. And Waterford are capable of doing that. too many good hurlers um, that can uh, put in the performance. And cause you real trouble so we're expecting a Titanic battle irrespective of what happens against
1: Limerick next week. Alan Callaghan earned rave reviews for his performance twenty one months so it was an incredible performance for him. Yeah, absolutely, but I suppose it was no surprise to us. The concern was can he get back to the level that he was at
9: before he did the injury, but like he was just bursting at it a bit to get back in, um and look like, we were trying to phase him back in that we didn't want to put him in, he gets injured the away. We were forced into the decision with kind of getting injured, but um you could see the app that he was after building up. There's learnings that i was just saying there a while ago but Corman and Fitz, you know, those have an awful lot of mileage under the belt. So, for, for like Hadz to get a break and come back fresher than what he was, mm. you can see the impact that it's had. So, he had a fantastic performance last time.
1: It creates kind of competitive performance or competition places, I should say
9: yeah thankfully we're in a great place and we're in a great environment um, I suppose we made changes from the tip game to the Limerick game based on farming form and training so there's an environment now that fellas know that if you're producing in training like Nail O'Leary or Owen Cadigan or Aidan Walsh, robbed only these fellas that you will get the jersey uh, like new to the fellas of the calibre of Christopher Joyce and Damien Kelly, and not starting for it shows you how strong things are and what a good place the squad is in at the moment
1: how important is it to have home advantage against Waterford next week?
9: I don't know. Uh, it's very different last year. I don't think anybody lost a home game last year, as far as I remember. and This sure, year um, Waterford lost the first, and we lost, and then Limerick lost. So, do you know what? It's great. Like the standout game for me last year. Munster was our game against Limerick, on the Saturday night blow in the park. Mm-hmm. I think Saturday night uh, games are great. Blow in the park, good crowd on the place, stand-up. yeah, okay. and good atmosphere. So we're really looking forward to it. And like um, the Cork support have been very good to the hurlers. They've always backed us through ten and ten. Uh, uh, so they're back on board. some after last weekend, so hopefully we can harness that support and uh, Saturday week when
1: we play Waterford yeah that's uh, Cork selector Donald Mahoney there speaking to me ahead of uh, tonight's game which has uh, a 7 o'clock throw in time we'll go live to Mark Dynan there now in a second he is uh, covering uh, the games uh, for us uh, this evening down in Parky so we will uh, go to Mark uh, very very shortly indeed just to get you up to date on a couple of scores at the moment um, Northern Ireland uh, look like they'll be hanging on for that win against the are 2-1 up um, away to Estonia it's gone into time added on there um, so we will uh, get you up to date on that I will keep you posted on that one but it looks like that's going to be a fantastic win for Northern Ireland considering that they were uh, a goal down two goals then uh, in the space of three minutes really changing that game around as they came on to defeat or they, to, from Conor Washington and Josh McGinnis, I said uh, McGinnis scored both it was actually Conor Washington with the first and uh, Josh McGinnis uh, with the second and if missed it the um, Court Minor Hurlers uh, with um, an impressive win I suppose today um, against Waterford earlier on in the opening game we'll have reaction on that game as well coming up on the Big Red bench tomorrow from 6pm but uh, 19 points to 113 uh, was how that finished earlier on um, so fantastic results and hopefully the first of um, two wins Um, in Porky Quay for the Cork sides tonight so 7 o'clock is the start time and uh, fingers crossed we're talking about a Cork win Um, Cork um, big favourites going into the game I suppose and it looks like from all angles really like from what everyone is saying it should be a, a comfortable enough win uh, for Cork and Porky Cueve tonight but we know how dangerous Waterford can be if they are on the day joined now on the line by Mark Dynan uh, live uh, from Porky Cueve Mark first off uh, the minor game that was a decent performance by Cork yeah, good win
4: for in the minor game there earlier on. Uh, Cork won that one by three points. They're nearly a muscle final, not quite yet. Uh, if Claire be Limerick tomorrow, uh, it'll be Cork and Claire in the muscle minor uh, final because so, you know, the top two go through. It's not like the senior where the top two go through. The, the, uh, the minors just bit, uh, the more minor. So Cork nearly every uh, They were uh
1: Mark is uh, he's just breaking up there Mark um, so we'll try and get Mark back uh, on the line there we'll uh, talk to Mark uh, we'll get Mark by uh, on phone um, in just uh, a little bit but um, the line just breaking up there slightly so we'll get Mark on the line uh, hopefully this will uh, work a little bit better but uh, a good win uh, by Cork uh, today uh, as Mark mentioned uh, and still um, the Munster final place uh, up uh, For grabs. So hopefully, Mark is on the line. Mark, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm back. That's better. We can hear you now, uh, Mark. We were saying that was an impressive performance, but uh, still not sure if Corker in the in the final yet.
4: Yeah, it all depends on tomorrow. So, if uh, if Clare beat Limerick tomorrow, Corker definitely in the Munster Minor Hurling Championship final. Uh, as I was saying there before I cut off, it was uh, it's the top two uh, to progress in the Minor Championship. It's not like the Senior Championship where the top two in the third best team go through it's just the top two go straight into the uh, straight into the Munster finals so Clare Beach Limerick tomorrow uh, Cork are in the Munster uh, minor hurling championship finals so good start tonight Rory
1: yeah what kind of game was it Mark decent in patches the wind is a factor
4: as well the, the wind really uh, picked up especially in the second half uh, it was a tight first half but um, Cork really showed their class in the second half and um, they, they, were, they were much better in the second half it was level at half time but uh, they, were, they were superior side in the second half but not a great game overall, but uh, Cork got the win and um, they're looking good uh,
1: for a month final. All right, the seniors now up in about nine minutes' time against the Waterford side who've lost three games. Cork coming into the back of that hugely impressive win over Limerick. Everyone I've talked to is backing Cork by maybe six or seven points tonight, Mark.
4: Yeah, and uh, the park is really filling up now and the sun is coming out and um, it's just a sea of red. I'm just looking around me here like it's just a sea of red there um, doesn't seem to be much of a war for the sport in tonight of course uh, they're already out and uh, which could be a dangerous thing too because um, you know they've taken a lot of heavy beatings in this monster championship and they want to vote with a bit of pride as well yeah. so you know it could be a bit of a dangerous game as well uh, complacency you know we can't have any complacency tonight Um Corker line out is selected no late changes but uh, two late changes for one for all right Noel Connell's the captain he drops out along with Dara Foyes, and uh, into the team come Dara Lines and uh, Conor Keeson. So two late chains for War from Cork are as selected. Of course, um, Alan Callaghan making his first start tonight. Um, he came on as a sub, of course, against Limerick. It so was very impressive in that game. He's making his first start since August 2017 in a championship game tonight. But um, he was so, so good in that Limerick win a couple of weeks ago, um, two weeks ago, but um, it's great to have him back as well. But uh, you'll be worried like the three-week layoff. No, it's not, you could going to break a bit of momentum from that Limerick game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because we spoke to to John Myler about this um, and he said he, they were kind of glad of the break. It gave him a chance to kind of recuperate and recover and, and get back on track. Um, I spoke to Damien Callan. He was kind of saying they would have liked to have gotten back out there straight away. So that's the big question is how is the three-week gap going to affect court because Waterford played last week. So they'll be uh, kind of match fit and ready for tonight. Yeah,
4: you're kind of thinking the first 20 minutes will tell a lot. Uh, you know, if Cork are rusty after the three weeks off, uh, you will see in the first maybe 15, 20 minutes of the game. But uh, I don't think it'll make that much of a difference tonight. Um, I think Cork will carry a bit of momentum from that Limerick win uh, forward into tonight. But, um, you know, like, we're, we're massive um, favourites tonight. But, um, you know, I think it could be a bit of a dangerous game as well. Because, uh, as I say, like, Waterford won't want to. Bowles to this championship you know without without giving some sort of a performance because they've been so uh, such a disappointment in this championship but uh, you know you'd expect Cork to win tonight but uh, you wouldn't get too overconfident either
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah, I mean like that Limerick performance was spectacular but you, you may be worried that Cork might read a little bit too much into it maybe get a little bit cocky as a result and maybe lower their guard against this Waterford side which they can't let happen whatsoever yeah.
4: Yeah, and I think John Moyler definitely wouldn't let that happen because uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely not because uh even when I was talking to him after the game in Limerick he was like, Oh it's two points. Yeah. You know, he wasn't got, there was nothing to celebrate. Yeah. You know, he just picked up two points and uh you know, I don't think I I'd say John wouldn't take any sort of complacency at all. And uh I'd say they'd be they be rightly uh, ready for this game tonight. But uh, it's really filling up here like, like 'cause I think uh both stands are sold out tonight and, like, the Back rock Terrace looks full. It's just uh, the C-R-A, the Saturday night, in Park Cleve championship game, you know. It's a, it doesn't feel totally like summer. The temperatures are, um... We could do it a few more layers, Rory, up here. We're all <laughs> feeling a bit of a chill. <laughs> There's a bit of a chill up here, but, um you know it's, uh, it's supposed to be summer night nice, but uh, it, it
1: mm-hmm. feels like it in, in a way but definitely not temperatures wise yeah. it's always cold in that press box in Parky <laughs> <boy>. Queen always cold <laughs> yeah. in that press box Mark thanks a million buddy uh, we'll chat to you tomorrow cheers for that and enjoy no the game no problem alright thanks yeah it's Mark in there in conversation uh, with us uh, uh, about tonight's game um, it is a 7 o'clock throw in time Mark will be updating on Big Red Bench at Big Red Bench uh, on our Twitter page across the course of the evening where hopefully we'll be talking about um, a decent Cork uh, win and uh, we'll have lots to talk about it on the show tomorrow. Uh, it's finishing that Euro qualifier as well. Northern Ireland have beaten uh, Estonia by two goals to one coming back from a goal down. So uh, a big three points there for uh, Northern Ireland. A fantastic result indeed uh, for them. And Spain are now leading South Africa 3-1 in that World Cup uh, Group B game. Um, South Africa had gone a goal up but Spain uh, getting three goals in the second half. Two penalties as well from Jennifer Hermoso um, helping Spain get back on track there and that game is in two time added on that's pretty much our show for you tonight thanks very much indeed for uh, tuning our way we're back tomorrow from 6pm all the reaction from tonight's game and from the minor game as well plenty more to come besides as well uh, Stevie's up next with the block party enjoy the rest of your Saturday night folks uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6